Cozy Nook Explorers. I'm Jackie. And I'm John. And we are the Cozy Nook Explorers. Welcome to our show where we explore the world from our cozy nook here in New Jersey using the power of the internet. Yes, and it's Wednesday, which means it's time for another exploration. This week, we are going to Marrakesh in Morocco. It is our first exploration on the continent of Africa. And it definitely won't be our last. It's going to be great. I'm well aware that this is not by any means going to Morocco, but I did want to mention that John and I have both been to Epcot at Disney World in Florida, <laughs> and they have a world showcase that includes Morocco. Um, so, trust me, I'm well aware I've never been to Morocco. I don't think I've been to Morocco, but, um, you know, it's actually my favorite country in the world showcase at Epcot. Um, John, what did you think of the World Showcase, and Morocco specifically. Wow. Um, well, no, I actually thought it was really fun, and uh, I especially like the Mosaic Fountain. Yes, that fountain is very beautiful. It was so wonderful to learn about Marrakesh and to kind of like think about that time a little bit, but then also to be like, wow, obviously that small portion of Epcot is Nothing in comparison to learning about this whole big, amazing city. And, you know, even though we spent a nice amount of time researching, I feel like I barely cracked the surface. Yes, everything was amazing to see and learn about. Uh, So it's hard to stop researching in order to get on with the show. I feel the same way about most of our episodes, don't you? Sometimes. Yeah. Ugh. And also, just to let you know... We have the adventure jar with us again this week. In case you missed it, we have a jar where we put in a quarter every time we mispronounce a word or stumble. Uh, We usually end up needing to use it a lot when we leave the country, so we want to give you a little reminder. Yes, definitely glad we have the adventure jar this (laughs) week. Um, So, John, what is keeping you cozy? Uh, The thing that's keeping me cozy this week is the smell of eucalyptus. Ooh. Yeah, nothing brings me um, more of a, a sense memory than, than eucalyptus. Um, nothing calms me down quite the same way. It's, mm. uh, it's really like almost magic in a bottle. Wow. You know, does, is there a specific memory that the smell of eucalyptus brings up? I think just the smell of uh, Vicks being applied to my chest from my mom, you know, like when you're sick. Like, Aww. yeah, that's the, that's the thing that really, really comes up. Oh, like in the commercials? Like, like in the commercials, <laughs> like, I think they do that because they want to, you know, show you how to use it. They, I, I think they do that for sentimental value. <laughs> I don't think that it's an instructional video. Fair enough. Um, I guess so- maybe it's both. <laughs> So, Jackie, what's keeping you cozy? Well, what is keeping me cozy this week is my newfound love of decaf coffee. Hmm, decaf coffee. Uh, Do you have a favorite time of day you drink decaf coffee? I, you know, it's nice in the afternoon, especially because decaf coffee does not have zero um, caffeine in it, but it has significantly less. It has to be at least, I think, like 93% caffeine-free. So the amount of caffeine is not that much, which means you can definitely drink it later in the day, in the evening, without having adverse effects. Um, So probably afternoon. And I also just really like it on a day off. I think I might have mentioned that at some point, or if I haven't, I will. Um, We're 
some of these shows are in and out of order at this point, but at some point I mentioned that it's nice on a day off as well. And what do you put in your coffee? Ooh, you know, I actually don't put anything in my coffee. No sugar, no milk. I've always just liked the taste of it on its own, which I don't know if that's unusual or not, but that's how I drink my coffee. How do you take your coffee? Uh, yeah, just just uh, black and iced if I can if I can find the ice cubes. Ooh, iced coffee is great, especially on a hot day. Yes. Um, yeah, should we uh, should we get into our exploration? Yes, so excited to get going. Let's go to Marrakesh. Marrakesh, Morocco. This is the adventure of a lifetime. So Marrakesh is 56,832 acres, which is about 114 Disneylands, and it is the fourth largest city in the country of Morocco. It seems like where you would go if you wanted to train to be Indiana Jones. I feel like when people say, I want to explore a faraway culture, or I want an adventure, or I want to see some of the most beautiful sights imaginable... I can now recommend this place. Everything about Marrakesh is epic, starting with the walls around the city. There are 12 miles of walls that go around the Medina portion of Marrakesh. Uh, The Medina, um, I guess it would be more commonly known to you as like an old town portion of the city. The walls were built in the 12th century for protection and made of orange-red clay and chalk. Because of the color of the walls, Marrakesh is nicknamed the Red City. I've also seen it referred to as the Red Pearl of Africa. The Red Pearl of Africa. That's a place that I want to go to. One of the things that struck me was the feeling of how good this place smells in my mind. I love that we have no reference to how this place smells, but I kind of know what you mean. The markets seemed like they were made specifically to smell good, with all the baked goods and spices and orange juice galore. <laughs> I did not believe that Marrakesh had orange juice because I think of it as an exclusively American drink. And you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of great because, you know, I saw many people say that Marrakesh's orange juice is sweeter than American orange juice because they grow the oranges within the country and allow them to ripen longer. I'll definitely be trying that one day when I explore the markets of Marrakesh in person. The markets look to be divided into alleyways. Uh, Much in the same way Manhattan has the Diamond District and the Theater District, um, so much of their markets are divided into the Furniture Alley or the Shoe Alley. A bunch of people all selling the same type of thing all bunched together. It seems like you could get lost for hours and hours going through the winding markets. You know, what also impressed me was the number of languages spoken on a daily basis. Well, to be fair, the official language is Arabic. They also speak the Berber language, which is called Almond. Um, Um, are you sure that's how you pronounce it? Nope. Okay, Um, same. (laughs) But the other language is French. Can you imagine being trilingual in order to talk to everyone in the city? And this place has the wildest nightlife of any major city I have ever seen. And we will discuss that nightlife after a quick word from our sponsor. Sounds good. This podcast is brought to you by Decaf Coffee. Love the taste of coffee but hate the jitters? Try Decaf Coffee. It's your favorite morning brew without the heartburn, anxiety, heart palpitations, and addiction. 
It doesn't wake me up, but it doesn't make me feel terrible. So, what does it do? It does nothing. Then why do you drink it? Decaf coffee. Because it does nothing. So, to get back to the thriving nightlife of Marrakesh. I just want to say that my guess as to why they have so many nighttime activities is because it is so hot there that you can really only party at night. They have musicians, dancers. Snake charmers. Well, I was going to say monkeys. <laughs> the most adorable of monkeys you have ever seen. And so many of the uh, food carts. They, they stay open all night. You can find all of these things at Gemma L. Fenna, so J-E-M-A-A-E-L-F-N-A-A, which is located in the Medina portion of the city. It is one of Africa's most famous town squares. Oh, and I forgot to mention all of the cats. There are a crazy amount of cats roaming the streets. They are used by local shop owners to keep away mice and to be extra cute. New York City does the same thing. Bodega cats! Did you know that the man who knew too much was filmed in Marrakesh? And Winston Churchill used to hang out there as well. I would most certainly want to shoot a movie there if I had the chance. Um, But uh, you can't just yell bodega cats and not explain yourself. Okay. A bodega is a magical place in New York City where you get your egg and cheese sandwich for breakfast. Everyone thinks that their local bodega has the best egg and cheese sandwich. Everyone is right. You can also buy some household items and packaged foods there. Many bodegas have cats to help them with the rodents. Yay, bodega cats! All right, so back to Winston Churchill. He said that Marrakesh was the most lovely spot in the world. Uh, he actually did a painting of the Tower of Katobia Mosque. Really? Yes. What was it called? The Tower of Katobia Mosque by Winston <laughs> Churchill. Okay, okay. I read that Winston Churchill convinced FDR to go to Marrakesh to see the Atlas Mountains after their conference in Casablanca. Fun fact, the Tower of Katobia Mosque by Winston Churchill was given to a gift, given as a gift, to FDR. I think you just like saying the Tower of Katobia Moss. I do. Uh, <laughs> the, the tower is uh, real and still standing at uh, 230 feet uh, tall. And the painting Churchill did of that tower uh, was the only painting he completed during World War II. The Katobia Mosque is also the largest mosque in Marrakesh. Uh, speaking of largest, did you know that Marrakesh has the largest traditional market in all of Morocco. I did see that. Epic. The markets are called souk, and are eight, there are 18 of them in Marrakesh. I think we need to talk about the Atlas Mountains. I think we need to talk about the Gardens of Menara. Oof, I mean, I would fly to Mor Morocco. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I would fly to Morocco just to spend a couple of hours there and then get back on a plane to go home if it was the only way I had the chance to see it. So, to the west of Marrakesh, at the foot of the Atlas Mountains, <laughs> are the Gardens of Manara. Uh, they, are, oh, they were created uh, in the 12th century. The Atlas Mountains stretch about 1,600 miles through Morocco, Algeria, and 
Tunisia. Tunisia. Oh boy. (laughs) Got that right before. Um, But a portion of the mountains is right outside of Marrakesh, and that's where this garden is. It is stunning. Um, what ama- what's amazing to me about the gardens uh, involve a lot of negative space, and they're not overcrowded. Um, the natural landscape of the epic Atlas Mountains view are able to like, really shine through. There's something beautifully surreal about looking at snow-covered mountains through palm trees. I am told that if you want to see the sunset of sunsets, to be in Marrakesh on a rooftop and watch the sun go down behind those mountains. That sounds amazing. Um, But going back to the gardens of Minara, the gardens themselves look like they are very well maintained, and the buildings are beautiful. But the simplicity was very striking to me as well. How about those palaces and mansions, too? Multiple palaces and too many mansions to count. The city has a history of wealth and royalty, so there are many sites to go visit. Moroccan mansions are called riads, or R-I-A-D-S, and they are common in Marrakesh. Their design is reminiscent of a Roman villa for a surprisingly practical reason. There is a garden in the middle of the complex surrounded by high walls. The open area in the middle of the home allows for cooler temperatures inside of the building. That is very practical. Like I mentioned before, there are also palaces. Two of the main palaces to visit today are El Badi Palace and Bahia Palace. El Badi Palace was commissioned by the Sultan Aman al-Mansur of the Sadian dynasty. Totally (laughs) butchering that. Um, I think this guy wins for having the best taste of anyone in the world. In fact, the name uh, El Badi translates into the incomparable. Uh, They began construction in 1578. After the Sultan's death, the palace was mostly abandoned, so it's a ruin that you can visit. The Bahia Palace is not a ruin, and it is gorgeous. They began building it in 1859, so it's not quite as old as Al-Badi Palace. The intricate decoration of the palace is why most people visit. It's very hard to choose a favorite piece of decoration, but the Very colorful stained glass windows are stellar. There's one window in particular that is diamond shapes and the glass is bright blue, orange, red, and green. I saw a photo of the light shining through the window and the pattern reflects on the walls inside the room. It's amazing. The ceilings stood out to me uh, the most. Um, Imagine the most intricate floral painting you could ever think of. That's every ceiling of the Bahia Palace. Berber farmers have lived in Marrakesh since the Neolithic times, and I'm going to be honest, I needed to look up when the Neolithic times are, and I learned that it's about 12,000 years ago and considered the New Stone Age, mainly because there were some developments in regards to farming. The city itself is not that old, but it's still ancient by any American standard. It's 958 years old. The city was founded in 1062. Great year. (laughs) (laughs) 
And in that time, the city has developed more culture than we could ever hope to mention on this show. So much culture that just under 1,730 acres of land inside Marrakesh are a World Heritage Site. That is over three and a half Disneylands that are considered too precious to the world to destroy or change. Uh I we well, I should say we could not find an unconflicted report on how Marrakesh got its name. Someone had said it comes from the Berber phrase Mur-a-Kush, which translates loosely to land of the gods. We found other sources that say it comes from Arabic. Mur-a-Kish uh, in Arabic means to pass by quickly. As if uh, to say, don't stay in one place too long because uncozy things will happen to you. Yes, but you are definitely paraphrasing. I did not see the word uncozy anywhere in my personal research. Is uncozy even a word, actually? Uh, It is today. All right, well... Cool. Well, that's all I have. Um, Do you have anything else? Uh, uh, Yes. Uh, There is a marathon every year in January. Uh, There is a massive stadium that seats over 40,000 people. And this is strange. The sister city of Marrakesh is Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, that's so interesting. Not something I would have expected. We will need to visit Scottsdale and find out all the commonalities. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, Let's go to our community shout out after a quick break from our sponsor. I am a koala. I am a very dangerous creature. I know I look adorable, and I am. But I am also a mother, which means I will attack you with my tiny claws if you come near my children. That is because I love my children. And because I love them, I care about what they eat. Mom, can I have some purple stuff? No, darling. Because today we will be eating delicious and nutritious eucalyptus. Mom, we have that every day! Darling, we are eating delicious and nutritious eucalyptus because I love you. Now, how much does Mom love you? Mom! How much? Enough to attack those who get in between you and me. That's right. Eucalyptus. Defend your children with good nutrition. Warning, eucalyptus should not be eaten whole by humans. Signs of eucalyptus poisoning include stomach pain, burning, dizziness, muscle weakness, small white pupils, feelings of suffocation, and some others. Please contact poison control immediately. Unless you're a koala, then it's okay. Every episode, we like to research and highlight something special in the community we're exploring. Today's community shout-out is Project Soar Morocco. This nonprofit organization was founded in 2013. According to their website, Project SOAR works to empower adolescent girls, providing programs that help girls understand their value, voice, body, rights, and path. This organization offers health education, sports, and art classes. Their main program, Project SOAR in a Box, works with local facilitators by teaching them how to lead the girls who join Project SOAR through 35 different workshops throughout the school year. There are currently 53 Project SOAR sites throughout the world. There are even two Olympians who are currently teaching Project SOAR girls. That's pretty epic. Yes, that is awesome. You can donate to Project SOAR through their website. We will include the details in the show notes. That's all for this week. Thank you so much to our producer, Charles. And thank you so much to all of our wonderful and thoughtful listeners. It means the world to us that you take the time to listen to our cozy little show. 
And if you've been enjoying the show, we would appreciate it if you took the time to rate us and write a review. We would also love to hear from you. Feel free to send us an email at CozyNookExplorers at gmail.com. We'll include that in the show notes. We will be back Wednesday with our next exploration. Yes, on Wednesdays, we explore. Stay cozy, and we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.